It is a hot and balmy night slash morning. And I was already having problems going to sleep and I managed to go to sleep for a few hours and I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get up now. Even with the air conditioning on, I am feeling just... Yeah, I feel like having another shower. That's the feeling. Obviously, I would prefer to be in this hot weather than in the cold, but I am hot and bothered. Yesterday, Tuesday, the 23rd of February, it was hot. I think the day turned out okay. I hung out with my partner, talked about work, talked about where I want to go with my Lent as well as where I want to go with my life and my company and it was a, a very life conversation. I mentioned about how Lent couldn't just be, you know, fasting from food because that doesn't come hard and how I've been adding more prayer into my practice as well as listening and, and reading more books which I feel is so important because I guess it gives me insight to what else to look into, what else, what other layers am I not looking at in myself. And so I was mentioning to my partner about me sitting on the couch, which is where I am right now, and um, the beast and my dark side and my light side, all four of us sitting on the couch, taking turns on who actually drives the bus. And he laughed, and he's like, that's that's a really good analogy. And I'm like, yeah, I think so too. I don't think it's just about one being or one character taking the bus on a ride all the time. I think there are particular moments where, you know, the beast needs to come out when the light side needs to come out and drive and the dark side as well and, and then myself but a lot of the time it's just about all, all of us sitting down and allowing life to, to take control sometimes because hey we don't really know where we're going <laughs> and sometimes we don't really know where we want to go it's not just life or say for example God that needs to take the steering wheel and we need to trust because uh, life slash God slash the divine, whichever particular title or label you want to pick, if they take the steering wheel, which most of the time they do anyway, it is uncomfortable because you can't see that particular driver. (laughs) You just have to trust that you just have to trust that someone is actually holding the steering wheel and driving the bus while we're all sitting on the couch behind. I'm pretty sure that can be quite unnerving to a lot of people. But I feel also that the quote-unquote Holy Spirit, when I think about what that Holy Spirit could be, I would say it would be for all of us our deeper self, higher self, deeper soul, our gut feeling that 
instinctive knowing where to go, what to do, and that everything is going to be okay. And that is another character on the bus. Let me think. Can we place that character on our couch? Yeah. Is that character the couch itself? Or the bus itself? Hmm. Interesting. I'm not sure which particular character or formation the higher self slash soul is. But it is a deeper knowing. Maybe the higher self or the soul is the steering wheel itself. Yeah, maybe it is the bus, but because then maybe it is the one that can go on autopilot when the rest of us are bickering on the couch. <laughs> and what's really important is trust. Just trust. Oh, I remember listening that to that in the sermon. Trusting in that invisible energy that everything is going to be okay. Trusting that whatever is happening right now and however our life is right now and whatever our mistakes may be whatever lessons we're learning we're meant to be learning we're meant to be going through this whoever's pissing us off that's stuck in our heads is teaching us more about ourselves forcing us to do the shadow work to dig deep and find out what our triggers are why are we being triggered we're meant to go through it because that's the only way that we can grow pretty sure of it and that's why more and more people are talking about shadow work that's why more and more people are talking about mental health that's why more and more people are talking about healing from trauma it's a big thing i am hearing it more and more now in the past few years than ever before in my work because we're now stepping away from realizing that not everything is logical. Not everything is about the mind. Not everything can be solved with just medication. Not everything is to be swept under the rug and pretend that it's not there. And it's very foolish to believe that we should just gird our loins, <laughs> buck up, and just go through it without actually believing there's there's more to our lives i mean that's why people are still coming back with pain and and even more pain because we're just suppressing because we are suppressing our emotions and we're suppressing an inner child or a self that has been hurt that's so important to me now to know that to acknowledge that i think all of us need to acknowledge that that's where we're going right it's not just always about physical pain physical pain caused by physical incidents could be a physical incident that probably happened maybe 20 years ago 30 years ago the body keeps the score but so does the mind and the heart so today i made it a thing to be more aware of my habits more aware of my routine more aware of my being enjoying being with people to break my fast and even break my fast early if if need be just to be with people and enjoy their company to know that it's not about the fast but really it's about going deeper in and being aware of myself when i am alone or being aware of myself when i am hot and bothered being aware of myself when i am getting pissed off at someone or something that is completely out of my control like noise 
being aware of my actions, my behavior, giving in when, when it's time to give in, not to be so hard on myself, because it's so easy to be hard on myself, to feel like I haven't done more with my day, when really there is so much that one can do. You know, there's, I have this story, <laughs> I still think about it, and it still constantly has to be a story that I have to remind myself, it, it's like a reminder to self, the story is like a reminder to self. I started my Pilates journey in 2003 or 2004, 2003, I was working at the gym, discovered Pilates, and decided this is where I want to go because I couldn't just be in the gym. The gym life wasn't for me. Hanging out in this little space was like, no, no, we definitely need to do more. I was still hurting myself and I still didn't understand why I was hurting myself when it couldn't it have been as easy as working out and getting strong to heal my pains. It wasn't as easy as that. So when I discovered Pilates, this Pilates method, I joined and it opened up a world of understanding the body. I did the course. The course was a year long and it was once every three months we saw our teacher, but a lot of the time it was very much practical and observation, a lot of observation. Hours in the studio watching and listening from one teacher to another in the corner and in between all that I'm working as well I'm working part-time in many different places not just the gym I'd work at the gym for six hours and then I would work at L'Occitane for over the weekend tried working in a corporate consulting company it lasted all of five days I really did not like that environment whatsoever it was stiff I was in uniform every day clocking in from 9 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon oh my goodness and all I saw were four walls and lunchtime was out in some mama yeah no forget it did 7 days and never came back I worked at a club as a door bitch over the weekend probably one of my favorite jobs if the boss wasn't such an asshole but I learned a lot more in the clubs than anywhere else actually anyways in the middle of all this still observing and assisting and eventually completing the course did the exam and started working now all my other colleagues they were about there were about 20 of us in the group but by the time we had been certified, there was only 10 of us that had, that had come together and done the exam. I remember feeling so not ready for it. I did not want to do it. My colleagues had to really insist and encourage me. Come on, it's going to be okay. You have everything. You know everything. I did it though. I did the exam and I, the, the passing mark was something like, I don't know, 85%. I managed to get 86%. I did it. Not easy. But it was good because the Pilates course that I was doing was based on physiotherapy. So 
I mean, I mean, that was the reason why I felt like I wasn't ready because I, I never felt like I was ready. I felt like the physiotherapists or anybody with a physiotherapy background or some sort of an anatomical background or biomechanical background would have understood Pilates so much more than I did. Honestly, what I feel like I had was pizzazz. <laughs> That's what I feel like I had to get me through that because I could teach... I could do the practical so much better than the theoretical exam. But anyway, I passed. When I started teaching, I was certified and I was the youngest certified Pilates instructor in the country at the time. I was all of 23, 24. And by the time, like a year had gone by, so I was 24 years old. My goodness, I was so young. I didn't feel like I had the upper hand in any way, I was just more gung-ho to try anything. At the time I'll, I'll try and work anywhere and try anything to get more experience and to be like my other colleagues who were very easily 10 years plus plus ahead of me, 10 years more my senior. And they wouldn't stop teasing me and reminding me that. I felt so inferior. All of them were Chinese at the time as well. They are hardworking people, such hardworking people. They'll start as early as wow, six in the morning and finish at ten at night. Incredible. They definitely know how to work. And maybe it was because they were trained at a very young age. I don't know. You know, maybe it's in them to work that hard, that many hours. And again, this was another thing that they were always teasing me and reminding me about how spoiled and privileged I am that I don't have to work as many hours as them. And it made me feel lazy. It made me feel invalid and inadequate. I tried to push on and work just as hard. And I did. I was working as early as 6 in the morning, would be my first class, and some of my classes would end at 11 at night. The thing is that I also realized that, you know, my afternoon would be totally relaxed because nobody likes to work in, at lunch hour. Not really. Not everybody liked to work at lunch hour. And even if they did, after lunch hour, nobody was working in, uh, in the afternoon. So I would go and take a nap for two to three hours and chill, watch some TV and then come back to work again. So I work early in the morning and then in the afternoon have my two, three hours home, take a nap and then work in the evening again. And that's how I did my day. It was like a competition though because then my other colleagues were like, oh, I work the whole way through. I only have one hour lunch break. Oh, you have it so easy. And I... I still felt like I needed to push. I felt like I needed to do more. I needed to push. I needed to work harder to show that I am not just privileged. Why is there a motorcycle at this time? You're fucking kidding me. As you can tell, noise is going to be my 
biggest trigger. You know that today, actually, or yesterday, Tuesday, my biggest trigger was the sound of the fan. It was so noisy, so noisy. I had to tell my partner, this one of the fans in one of the rooms that we used to rent out for Airbnb, I was sitting in the sitting room and the fan was ridiculously noisy. I just turned the fan off, put my earphones on, and I was working through the day, the hot and balmy day, completely in sweat, and I did not give a shit, because I just did not want to deal with the sound. Anyway, back to my story, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that I keep on talking about the sound. I, I really have to deal with this. I don't know about... <laughs> you know, tonight, um, since it's Wednesday night, um, I've got my... I'm part of this heart intelligence or heart leadership program. And right now we're talking about, you know, shadow work and triggers. I really need to ask, like, is it possible... Maybe I should just give it a try. I should just should just make the shadow work and the trigger work about noise. Anyway. So for years, years, I tried to work just as hard as my colleagues because I didn't want to be seen as lazy. I did not want to be seen as privileged, as spoiled. I mean, that already was a trigger in itself. I just didn't realize that at the time. But I worked so hard. I did so many courses. I tried to catch up. I barely slept for many, many reasons, let me tell you. But one being that reason that I just felt incompetent. I wanted to show how hard I was working. And I was just breaking down in every part of my body, just trying to be part of the team, be part of the community of quote-unquote hard workers. You know, I even pulled both my calf muscles. So stupid. I had to pull my both my calf muscles. I had to actually teach with period cramps on the floor, just lying on the floor, dealing with it. Oh my goodness my clients like are you alright I'm like I can teach on the floor no problem I know exactly what to do I mean they really taught me how to like if I was ever involved in an accident all I could do was instruct verbally I could do it I taught myself how to do it because it didn't matter how broken I was I wanted to work and I suffer from endometriosis I suffer from Ellison's syndrome asthma so these times when I am broken and still wanting to prove that no matter how broken I was that I could still work that was me in my 20s obviously I stopped doing that because you know one can only go so far with that when I pulled my shoulder in a pole dancing incident and I wasn't able to do anything physical for a year. I was a lot more slower, and that's when I discovered meditation and accepted the whole this other side of me that I needed to explore, and that was spirituality. So meditation, breathing, cards, card reading. Then I didn't really give a shit that I wasn't 
working from six in the morning until 10 at night anymore. I didn't give a shit that I didn't have clients back to back for hours and with only one hour to spare for lunch. I also realized that my colleagues weren't working every single hour like they said they were. Uh, they were traveling, they had family, they had other pastimes. Realized that they were just teasing and I was taking it a little bit too seriously. I realized that that was a trigger from a past being called spoiled, being called lazy. No matter how hard I tried, that was like my push to want to prove that I wasn't or that I wasn't just a pretty face. What did I have to do to make that change? Trust. I had to stop wanting to control how my life would unfold. There are many, many incidents which I'm not sure I'm ready to put out there yet. I'll think about it. There are many instances where I had absolutely no control of. Many instances where I was lied to, where I was violated, where I was pushed where I was stuck and there was nothing that I could do about it and I still felt guilty because I feel like it could have been done better or I could have done better I wouldn't have known how to have I wouldn't have known so when I hurt myself whether it be a physical hurt or a mental hurt or an emotional hurt I did the sucking up and just going at it and moving on and that's not the way to go that's when pain, whether physical, emotional, mental, the pain gets worse. And I wasn't, the many times that I was stuck on the floor, I could no longer pretend that everything is okay, suck it up, and it will go away. This pain will go away. It won't. And over the many, many years, I've come to know that no one can escape their pain and trauma. No one. They may be able to hide their traumas and their pains a lot more easily than the rest of us. For example, my colleagues, they have their own traumas and pains. Oh, they definitely did. Maybe they could have worked at it a little bit better. They could hide it and suppress their emotions and their pains a little bit more, but they still had to deal with their issues definitely. I think we're all now at a place that we don't hang out as much anymore, which I think is a little bit sad, but I think it was important because I think we all needed to just kind of stray away from each other um, and grow up away from each other. But I also feel that there's a lot of respect amongst each other in the work that we've done. Maybe. Hard to say. I mean, we just become our own people, I suppose. But I don't compare myself to them anymore. I know about the work that I've done and how hard I've worked to be at a place where I am. I trust. I believe in God or divine or energy. Honestly, I've never cared what the label is. I don't. I don't like this idea of worshipping. I believe and highly respect that there are energies around us that we cannot see 
and sometimes cannot feel but we can feel them actually but I believe in them strongly believe in them they're there they have saved my life many times but I don't want to put a label on them because it could be any of the above aliens angels ancestors protective spirits guardians or all of the above or maybe they're all just one because I cannot see them I can only feel their presence the answer is I don't know I don't know who they are or what they are they're just there and I believe in them and I trust so much more now that they're the ones who have to take reign of the steering wheel or be the steering wheel see I don't really know I see uh, no I think they are the ones who have to drive the bus every once in a while they're the ones who hold the steering wheel and I think really my higher self is the bus or the steering wheel itself I'm sure I'll get this analogy properly by the time the 40 days are over oh my god you know what I found out also I was having dinner with my extended family who I love so dearly and one of them was saying yeah Ramadan is coming up in April I'm like what yeah the first week of April I'm like you're kidding like yeah and isn't that holy week you know it's Easter I'm like so what did our 40 days just bump up to 30 days like yeah because you know we'll only have Ramadan we'll only have dinner at night I'm like are you kidding me (laughs) is this going to be a 70 day diary holy shit well I don't know I'll think about it anyway so that's all I'm going to say I think that's a really good entry for today the moral of the story is to trust trust in a higher power trust in a higher energy that's going to hold the wheel there's so much outside our control no matter how much we want to control we have to trust that this is the the life that we were given and this is the purpose that we're here and we don't have to compete with anybody else or compare with anybody else in our life and our life's mission whatever that mission may be and we also may not even know what our missions are and it's okay to not know I still really haven't got a fucking clue but I trust that everything is going to be okay and I'm at in the direction that I'm in going the way that I'm going no matter how that may look that my road may be going around in circles sometimes understandably and it's okay because oh my god I I have amazing stories to tell on my journey to share with you and isn't that precious and every mistake that we make and all the hearts broken our hearts and everybody else's hearts we heal we grow we become better we just have to trust that this is the path and there is a gut feeling an inner soul that is guiding us this way I'll see you tomorrow Thank you.